This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. Visit toyota.com slash rav4hybrid to find out more. This is thedetroitbureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It was a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on thedetroitbureau.com. The turnstiles are open at the Los Angeles Convention Center for the annual LA Auto Show. And while the event isn't nearly as big as it was pre-pandemic, there's still a lot of new product for the public to see. Among the most important debuts, Toyota rolled out an all-new version of the Prius, and the fifth-generation hybrid is earning raves for both styling and as much as a 70% increase in power. The Japanese automaker also revealed the BZ Compact SUV, a concept vehicle meant to give us a taste for an all-electric crossover that might make it into production in the next few years. We saw a number of concept vehicles in L.A., including the Genesis X Convertible, and the Korean luxury brand may also put that vehicle into production. Sibling Korean brand Hyundai revealed the production version of its next EV, the Hyundai Ioniq 6. A number of familiar brands like Honda, Volvo, and Mercedes skipped this year's L.A. Auto Show, but for the brands that did participate, EVs dominated the headlines. Fiat, for one, is bringing its little microcar back to the U.S., but this time the 500E will be entirely battery-powered, and Lucid announced plans for a second product line, the Gravity SUV. Meanwhile, Vietnamese startup VinFast will launch another two EVs in late 2022, its first, the VF8, is set to roll into showrooms by year-end, with the VF9 following in spring. The ongoing shift to battery power was made even more clear when the finalists for North American car, truck, and utility vehicles were announced. In the three categories, six of the nine finalists are all-electric. Consumer Reports issued its annual auto reliability study, and it found that hybrids and sedans are the most reliable vehicles on the market. The owners polled for the study said that Toyota was the industry's most reliable brand, but Mercedes was rated least reliable. Elon Musk found himself on the witness stand this past week. He had to testify about the compensation package from Tesla worth $56 billion. It's made him the world's richest man. But critics contend the Tesla CEO is being substantially overpaid. The case being heard in Delaware's Chancery Court could take months to decide. And finally, tens of millions of Americans will travel over Thanksgiving, an estimated 90% by car. But they're in for some unexpected good news. With the global economy weakening, demand for oil has started sliding, bringing down what Americans are paying for gasoline. The average motorist is now shelling out about 3.67 a gallon, a dime less than a week ago. And prices should keep falling even through the holiday, according to energy analysts. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. Now for the week's top story, here's Mike Strong. Thank you, Paul. Even before the pandemic, auto shows were on the skids. But this week's opening of the LA Auto Show was something of a revival. A slew of automakers, new and old, presented their latest models, creating a hopeful and energetic buzz around the event. For example, Tesla Challenger Lucid gave the world its first detailed look at the company's second model, an SUV it's dubbed Gravity, as well as launching two more variants of its air sedan, the Touring and Pure. VinFast, the Vietnamese startup, which is preparing to launch its first two EV models into the U.S. market by early next year, announced two other all-electric SUVs, 
the VF6 and VF7 will be added to its American lineup later in 2023. Toyota used the Shout, which sits in the middle of its most important market, to bolster its green credentials by showing off the latest version of the durable Prius. Hyundai, Kia, Mazda, and Subaru also unveiled new models. Genesis, the startup luxury brand from Hyundai, revealed a high-catching battery-powered convertible concept, which could revive the fun around going topless. If one needed more evidence that the LA show served as another data point in the unfolding EV revolution, just check out the results of the North American Car, Truck, and Utility of the Year finalists. Revealed at the show, all three utility vehicle finalists were battery electric. In fact, six of the nine finalists overall were EVs. That was this week's top story. Now let's go to Larry Prince, who has our review. Thanks, Mike. You know, the Nissan Altima may not cause car lovers' hearts to flutter, but mainstream buyers see much they like. In fact, it's Nissan's second most popular U.S. model. For 2023, the Altima receives a freshened face and a revised interior. Offered in ascending S, SV, SR, and SL trim, its new front end remains unmistakably attractive, wearing a modified front fascia with a new grille and brand logo. LED headlights are now standard, along with new wheel designs and exterior colors. The rest of the vehicle's exterior wardrobe remains unchanged. Inside, a revised intimate panel features a new 12.3-inch HD color multimedia touchscreen, along with a navigation system, Android Auto, wireless Apple CarPlay, wireless phone charging, and a Wi-Fi hotspot. Most Altimas come equipped with a 2.5-liter four-cylinder engine, rated at 188 horsepower with front-wheel drive or 187 horsepower with all-wheel drive. A more powerful 2-liter variable compression turbo engine is offered solely with front-wheel drive. It generates 248 horsepower, but requires 93-octane fuel. We tested the latter, with its 40 extra ponies under the hood. You know, once accustomed to the engine's turbo lag and the CVT's sluggish response, you can get this puppy to react somewhat quickly. But there are times when you need a quick, immediate burst of power— and the Altima doesn't provide it in a timely fashion. And its steering seems slow, although the ride is comfortable. The 2023 Nissan Altima 2.0 SR VC Turbo is not as much fun to drive as a Honda Accord and lacks the Toyota Camry's quality feel, and its fuel economy lags hybrid rivals. But it's good enough to consider if the price is right. That's this week's review, and now Mike Strong will look at what's coming in the week ahead. Thanks, Larry. With everyone looking toward Turkey Day, it's going to be a short week for most in the industry. However, the Detroit Bureau will bring you all the top news and features, starting with more from the LA Auto Show. While Media Day was last week, we not only spent time covering the latest new model introductions, but we also checked in with top executives across the industry. As a result, we'll bring you several stories based on that reporting, including speculation about what Tesla CEO Elon Musk's time with Twitter is going to mean for the EV maker. We'll also have some Q&As with a couple of leaders who will provide insight on the -the behind-the-scenes maneuvering that brought some of the new models at the show to production and what we can expect from future electric vehicles. Not to mention, we'll have reviews of the Ford Escape Hybrid, Cadillac Escalade Diesel, and a few others just before the holiday begins. Speaking of the holiday, we'll put together a story on just what you can expect if you're traveling to spend time with friends and family for Thanksgiving. Those are just some of the stories we're planning to bring you this week. Now let's go back to Larry Prince for a walk through automotive history. Larry? Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with This Week in Automotive History. 
This week in 1915, automobile suppliers John and Horace Dodge complete their first car. Dubbed Old Betsy, it has an all-steel body and features a 35-horsepower four-cylinder engine mated to a three-speed manual transmission with an interior upholstered in grain leather. It costs $785, or $22,842 when adjusted for inflation. The Dodge brothers die during a Spanish flu outbreak in 1920, and their company is absorbed by the Chrysler Corporation eight years later. In 1925, General Motors buys Vauxhall Motors for $2.5 million. But GM's stewardship of the British brand results in decades of losses, and the company would sell Vauxhall and another European brand it bought, Opel, to French automaker PSA Group in 2017. Shutting the brands would cost GM some $6 billion. In 1959, the Ford Motor Company announces it is discontinuing production of the Edsel. Named after Henry Ford II's late father, the company spent 10 years and $250 million on planning it. Offered in 18 models, it arrives just in time for a recession, causing a rising tide of interest in compact cars, not medium-priced ones. In 1971, the inaugural Cannonball C2 Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash leaves the Red Ball Garage in New York City on a 2,900-mile drive to the Portofino Inn in Redondo Beach, California. The rally is won by Dan Gurney and Brock Yates in a Ferrari Daytona Coupe. The race would be run three more times before the event is ended by its creator, automotive journalist Brock Yates, in 1979. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry. And that's it for now. You've been listening to TheDetroitBureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein.